0: Uh, my name is Caleb, as you've heard a couple hundred times this morning. Um, this is my wife, Sarah. We're very glad to be here this morning. Uh, so excited to be working with Grace Fellowship. This whole process of uh, of interviewing and everything, talking with the search committee and with the elders, it's been just wonderful. Um, y'all really have a great structure here, something to be proud of. These people were very dedicated uh, to the right things. And I think that was something that, ca- that captured me as someone who was looking for a place to serve. Uh, was that they had a great focus on the gospel, a great focus on what that means for a pastor and what that means for a youth pastor, for a head pastor, and so uh, that was my experience with them. And I'm just so thankful uh, that I had the opportunity to meet these guys and to go through this process with them. Um, couldn't have couldn't have picked a better place to do that. So praise God for that. Um, I just want to give a little bit of my testimony, tell you who I am, uh, in a small, uh, little little bite size. Uh, speech here. So um, I grew up in Buckhead, Georgia for the most part. Uh, when I was younger, uh, my parents did divorce. Uh, so um, that happened and that was a part of my life as I grew up. I, I had uh, my, my dad that I would visit uh, every other weekend and eventually every Wednesday. Uh, and we were always going to church there. Um, I had my mom on the other side. I um, loved my parents, they're great parents. They did such a wonderful job. Um, uh, Raising me and and teaching me uh, good principles for living Um, But God really had his hand on my life In a situation that, um, you know, it's not perfect, right? Uh, We know marriage is for life, and and we get that Um, Now this happened, and God's grace abounds here, even still And I've seen that grace, especially in my life Where God has really brought me up in a church family in Sugar Creek That's where I went uh, for most of my life in that church family I was really uh, just fostered there in a really really loving environment in a Christian environment and if it hadn't been for that I don't know what my life would have been like. Um, I try not to think about that too much. Uh, I try to rejoice more so in the fact that God has called me to himself. Uh, that happened when I was eight years old. Uh, we were at a vacation Bible school at Sugar Creek Baptist Church and uh, that was a great time for me. It was the last day. It was a uh, after the, after the program, I was kind of shy, so tearing the program, I didn't go down, um, but I got, got cold feet. But anyways, afterwards I went and found one of the deacons, and his name is Rusty Johnson. And I, I spoke with him and told him what, what, was, what I was feeling on my heart, what God was working with me about. And he led me there uh, to Christ at, at eight years old. Um, never have I experienced anything like that before, that lifting of such a burden um, even as an eight-year-old, even as an eight-year-old feeling and understanding that someone died from me and from my sin and from my wrongdoings that I knew were plenty. Um, as I grew older and, and passed that age, I started drifting away. I was in Morgan County High School or Morgan County Schools, and as I went through that, um, I got caught up in peer pressure. Uh, I was a I was a fat kid, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, that, yeah, so that was good, uh, but I grew up in that, and so the peer pressure to, to fit in, right, that's something that I dealt with a lot, and so I would, you know, I didn't do anything too drastic, but I did fall into certain things that made me feel kind of cool, and, you know, they, they really didn't matter in the long run, uh, and it was, I was 14, 15, sorry, 15, when we went on a retreat uh, with Sugar Creek Baptist Church uh, up to um, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, we stayed in a little cabin up there, and uh, last day there, we had uh, we had a had a little devotional time that my youth leader at the church, Russ Johnson, led, um, and it was on Romans chapter one. Any of you familiar with that chapter? So it's, it's a really cool chapter. Present your bodies as living sacrifices, right? Um, that that was what he talked about. He's talking about Christian conduct. That was the gist of what he was getting around to in that chapter, um, and it really it allowed me to think about myself a little bit, but it wasn't until my cousin Chelsea, who is here today, she came up to me crying much like she is right now. <laughs> and uh, and she said, Caleb, don't do bad things. Don't do bad things. And I thought to myself at first, I was like, hold on. I mean, I'm a good person, right? I'm pretty good. I mean, by most people's standards, by the world's standards anyway, I was a good kid. I, I did good things. I didn't, you know run around stealing stuff or anything like that as a young child. Um, so I felt pretty good about where I was at the moment, but it was just that one thought, that one thought of feeling that, that pride that, you know, I feel good about myself, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not hurting any, I'm not doing anything wrong, that really um, opened the door for God to just throw me in front of this, this mirror, and that mirror being God's word. And see, this is where, I love this part of my testimony, and as I was talking with the elders yesterday, uh, this part of my testimony is where I probably feel the most um, love and desire to work with parents in a youth ministry. It's because all the years that I was kept in church, no matter how I felt about that situation, all the years I was kept in church had ingrained some truths in my life, ingrained truths in my mind from reading Scripture from being taught it in Sunday school, from interacting with the adults that I interacted with, that right there in that moment, I had something to compare my life to. I had the, the righteous standards of God for, for me. And with that in front of me, I was able to look and say, You know, Caleb, you're really not all that great. You really are sinful. You really don't have it together. Um, I, I, looked over my life and it seemed about five minutes I got to look over my entire life and say, you know, what? I have no purpose. I don't feel any reason or belonging in any way, shape or form, whether that was in school, whether that was in church, I had no real solid plans for what I felt like I wanted to do with my life. Um, and, and that was, that was tough right then and there, but, uh, I prayed right there that God would give me a passion. Knowing that, reflecting on the fact that God had saved my soul at age eight, I knew that I had fallen away. And here I was. I was just coming back to God and saying, God, give me a passion so I can serve you. Give me a passion so I can do something better with my life than what I'm doing with it right now, which is pretty much nothing. And at the age of 15, God revealed that passion to me. It took no time. <laughs> no time whatsoever for me to be back in church singing, which, by the way, I never did that before, before this time. Never saying I would have never been speaking. I would not be before you right now as I am. Um, so glory to God on that, that he took me from being introverted to a little less introverted so that I can stand here uh, and do this. Uh, glory to God. But that was, my, that was my journey there to that point. It still continues still, right? Um, God has taught me so much since then. Uh, I've grown up. Um, I, at the beginning of my, at the beginning of that time, from about 15 to 20 ish, I was really big and heavy into music. I, I loved music. I, I loved doing this. This was my thing. I had a band at the time um, before I went off to college, and that was what I wanted to do. Now I've I worshipped and I ministered to people. We had the opportunity to minister to youth, and that even uh, through youth events that we got to play at, and that was a great opportunity. But what I began to realize was that my passion wasn't so much for the music as much as it was for the ministry, the fact that I had a platform for the gospel to go out and to to reach these students, right? And so when I got away from the band and away from going out and doing that, music kind of dried up for me in in college. When I went to the University of Mobile, my my major there was in worship leadership, which is basically a a contemporary music degree. Um, And so... It just it dried up because it, what, I realized my passion wasn't so much the notes and the music and, and all that stuff, although I enjoyed it. My passion was to see lives transformed, to see people affected by the truth of the gospel. And so it was at that point that I felt the call of my life to start thinking about pastoral ministry, to think about what am I, what am I really called to do here. Um, and as I accepted that call, I got ordained uh, here recently with uh, First Baptist Tillman's Corner. Um, and I, while I was serving there as an intern, I had a lot of influence there from their youth program, uh, from their students and from the pastors there in the leadership. Uh, and that's, that's kind of what's brought me here to where I am today. I feel a strong call to minister to students with the truth of the gospel, uh, a strong call for me to disciple students, uh, to help them to understand what they believe and why they believe it, uh, to not simply grow up um, having a, a nominal faith, a nominal uh, acceptance of of this a tolerance if you will of Christianity, but a knowledge of what it is and an acceptance of all that it means to their life um, so that's my that 's my testimony of of first being saved and being called to serve and i 'm looking forward to serving here so thank you all very much and i 'm praying for you guys and just ask that you pray for us as we as we take this transition here.